1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. That
2: boys and girls is the natural evolution of a sports talk radio conversation. You have direction in a conversation, a topic, something important in the sports world. Such as the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And then very quickly, you're talking about Zach Efron's pector, peck, peck muscles. <laughs> He's Not Ian Fitzsimmons. <laughs> I'm Joe Fortenbaugh. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is great to have you with us today.
3: How the hell did do we, do we go off that? I mean, you talk about that's a sharp turn off the interstate. Yeah. Right Right into a ditch. Where we go from loser leaves town talking about a big NFL game to the Von Ericks. There are a few
2: really great non-sports, just... Peace is a fabric of our society. I don't know. I don't have a good way to say it. I'm not a wordsmith like Hemingway. But I'll tell you that the WWE, professional wrestling, is such a great way to draw analogies in the sports world because a lot of the listeners get it, and it just happens to also be hilarious. So, yeah, loser leaves town match. There you go. That's my favorite. We've had a lot of loser leaves town matches this year. Basically, every time the Panthers are playing someone in the NFC South. Hey,
3: hey, hey, Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry. I could have used
2: a better example there.
3: You could have. Damn, Little bro! Little bro got a win on Sunday. Man. I know. I was. I was very happy to see that. No, That's, you okay,
2: weren't. so not a loser leaves town match. I had nothing on that game. But I had nothing on that game. I was didn't have happy the to see. Under
3: in that game, I'm. I'm shocked in a monsoon I with did those two offense. There we go. That
2: was one of the winners we had this weekend. There were a few that stood out that went the other direction, but that's neither here nor there at the moment. We, ladies and gentlemen, are turning our attention to Monday Night Football. ESPN, Christmas night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN. It's the game of the year. San Francisco 49ers against the Baltimore Ravens. This game stacks up beautifully in so many ways. Styles make fights. is something you all often hear in the MMA and boxing worlds. Styles make fights in this one. Lamar Jackson against the the Fred Warner-led San Francisco 49er defense. The Niner passing-slash-rushing attack going up against the Ravens and those linebackers and Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. The colors of the uniforms, everything sets up nicely for this matchup. And then there's Lamar Jackson. And this is where it gets interesting because the Ravens find themselves as about a five-point dog in this matchup. Jackson is having another solid season, number two, in the odds to win the MVP award at plus 450. But when we talk about his career, he's got the accomplishments. He's got a lot of great numbers. He's had some big regular seasons. He's been healthy this year. He's never gotten it done in the playoffs. Ian, never. Yep. He's 1-3 in, in the postseason. One win over the Tennessee Titans in the wild card round, and that's it. This feels like one of those matchups that isn't a playoff game, but this is as close as it
3: gets to a playoff game. I agree, and it's also this late in the season, and that's why it has that bigger feel to it yep. because it is the number one seed right now in the AFC going up against the top dog in the NFC. And, and I know we're, we're going to focus in on Lamar Jackson here and Brock Purdy, but, man, you look at, at these two, the, just the matchup alone, there's only one team that has more yards per game offensively than San Francisco. That's the Miami Dolphins, number two in the in the NFL. Passing, number two in the NFL. Defensively for Baltimore, there's only one team that gives up fewer yards per game than the Baltimore Ravens. That's the Cleveland Browns. And nobody has more sacks than the Baltimore Ravens at 50. So you got this juggernaut of an offense for San Fran going against this Baltimore Ravens defense. And then you have Lamar Jackson an MVP candidate going up against that ridiculous San Francisco defense. It, this, this game has got everything you want and then some with a cherry on top of it. Then if Lamar Jackson goes to San Fran and wins and is impressive, then all of a sudden he's your front runner for MVP.
2: I was going to say, does the winner of this game produce the MVP?
4: Very
3: well could, yeah. I mean,
2: where and else I, would I we be I still think looking? it's
3: Brock Purdy. I still think Brock Purdy's winning it. Right, but
2: I, if he I, wins the game this weekend, yeah. if he takes and, out Baltimore, I mean, what and, else is there that to defense? say? Against that defense?
3: Against that D? Exactly. Hand him the trophy. Hand him the trophy.
2: It's See, now gone. that that's the thing. I, I this award, These awards, So uh, you have to handicap the voters when it comes to these awards. And the voters can go a variety of different ways. What I mean by that is last year, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid in the NBA MVP race, Jokic had it most of the way. And then in the final two weeks of the season, Jokic sat and rested for a couple games. Embiid had a crazy stretch. They decided, you know what? We don't think Jokic deserves to win three MVPs in a row. Sometimes the voters will take it upon themselves. Remember keeping Terrell Owens out of the Hall of Fame the first time around? The the, the voters did not like the fact that T.O. wasn't very nice to them throughout the course of his career. So they didn't want to allow him to have the distinction of first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. That matters. There aren't all Hall of Famers aren't created equal. Some of them get in on the first ballot. The true greats, guys like Peyton Manning. And then some of them, it might take a little while. That matters. And the voters take it upon themselves to be the individuals who are going to determine who is worthy of that and who isn't. And last year we saw that with Embiid. We didn't think Jokic was worthy of three straight. And then what happened? Embiid flamed out in the playoffs like usual, and Jokic had one of the most incredible postseason runs we've ever witnessed. He's your MVP. So you got to take that into account. What I mean by that is recency bias late in the season. Games like this could be the line on the resume that gets the job done. And if Brock Purdy goes out there and finds a way to put up yet another big performance against a defense like that in a standalone game that the entire world is watching— that's Good luck taking that away right from there. them, right?
3: That's a, that's a great point because every all eyes will be, unless you're just blacked out, blottoed from Christmas dinner, and, and you're, you're the drunk uncle, right? Right. So, I mean, every eyeball is going to be on that game on Christmas night. And I, I think it's, I, I truly that's there's there's a lot of times where, like go back to Dallas at Buffalo, and we hyped that game up for a week, yeah, and it was a stinker. I think this one lives up to the hype. Because defense travels, and these are two of the better defensive units in all of football. Both offenses can get it done. Baltimore, what are they averaging? Like a buck fifty a game, buck sixty rushing per game. I mean, they just both these teams want to line up and knock the ever loving bejesus out of each other. And that's why I like San Fran laying the five. I like Brock Purdy to have a big game. I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to have a pretty good game. But I do believe San Fran wins it, and it does live up to the hype. This bad boy's going to go into the fourth quarter. We will be thoroughly entertained on Christmas night. I
2: mean, this is the – for both teams, the most compelling thing to me is that on one side you have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson who has never gotten it done in the postseason. And he finally has this incredible opportunity when you look around at the AFC – like If not now, when? You got the best and He's defense. got weapons this time, yes. though, Joe. He's got
3: weapons. He's got Odell Beckham Jr. They drafted Zay Flowers, as they should have, or Chris Canty would have left our NFL draft coverage. Yes! like they, mean, and, he's, and He's delivering.
2: They have had excuses about their roster for years. They no longer have those excuses. They've also had the problems like Patrick Mahomes in the Juggernaut Chiefs, Joe Burrow in the Bengals, Josh Allen in the Bills. They don't have that this year. All those teams are down. There's nothing wrong with their roster. Lamar's healthy. Lamar's paid. The AFC's down, if not now, when? And then for Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, it's been so many close calls with a Super Bowl for Shanahan. As the OC with the Falcons, they blow the 28-3 lead. Um, the, the Super Bowl where they're leading the Chiefs late in the fourth quarter and Shanahan inexplicably goes away from the run to have all these Chiefs defenders say after the game, we can't believe he went away from the run. We were praying. We were praying they would throw the football, and they did. Like, that was the only way the Chiefs got back in that. They missed in a couple of NFC Championship games as well against the Rams and the Eagles. Like, this is it. Eagles down, Cowboys can't win on the road, Lions don't look ready for prime time. These two teams are the teams that finally have a chance to take that step and have guys on each side that can erase some of their narratives. And and the fact that we get this game before the Super Bowl is just such a tasty appetizer <laughs> as to what we could have in store down the road. Jackson's performance in this game, all eyes are going to be on that because there's no more excuses for Jackson. Now that you're paid, you have got to go play well in games like this. You can't have that fumble and that bad interception, but run for 80 yards and two touchdowns and squeak by. Like you got to play some clean football here. The Niners are going to punish you if you make those mistakes.
3: No doubt about it. Am I nuts to already have have taken San Fran and lay on the 5? I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. The travel in this spot, the Ravens even though they had a nice rest stretch uh, stretch of rest there for a little while. They've had some physical games the last 2 weeks. Who are they coming off of? Two weeks ago was that Rams game.
3: The crazy overtime.
2: And then they have the Sunday nighter against Jacksonville where it looks good, but that's still a Sunday night game on the road. You got to travel home. Now you're going all the way across the country for a Christmas game. And you were talking about it yesterday, how the holidays get in the way of this stuff. They're on the road, though. That could help
3: them. This is a great Bill Polian story. And I got this one traveling after we called a New England Patriots game in Foxborough on Route 6 to Bristol, where he told me probably for the third time, would you just shut up and listen? I'm trying to teach you something. The, the crazy things happen on Christmas weekend. And uh, I love example. And he told this great story about how Peyton Manning, when he, he was with the Colts, told the entire team, if I hear about any of you guys, at the mall, on your feet, taking your kids to go see Santa, someone's getting cut. <laughs> I mean, Get off your feet, rest up. It's the holidays. Crazy things happen during the holidays. Then he told me this story about how they had lost the prior week before going in. This one, he was a Buffalo. They lost a week before Christmas. And he's driving home. He was supposed to pick up some whipping cream, right? Because, you know, his wife Elaine, was making a pie or something. Gets home, doesn't pick up the whipping cream. And she goes, well, where's the whipping cream? What do you mean where's the whipping cream? We just lost. I mean, I got a lot of things going on right now. <laughs> she goes, but I got to make this pie for so-and-so for a Christmas party. Pullian leaves the house, grabs his keys, going to the grocery store and goes, you know the problem around here? too much Christmas and not enough football. <laughs> <laughs> those are so that's the mentality right. of the front office coaches and players. When it comes to Christmas time, having to go pick up the in-laws or go pick up, you know, your wife's sister or your sister or whatever crazy things happen on Christmas weekend in the national football. League.
2: I am sure the wives of those guys agree not enough football during the holiday season right. <laughs> after what they've been through all year long. But Carl- to your point, you want to be on the road. Yep. You don't want to be home carlin versus joe presented by progressive insurance save when you bundle motorcycle rv and boat insurance visit progressive.com the college football playoff right around the corner believe it or not we're sneaking up on it and alabama has already stolen a page from michigan's playbook you see what we did there he's ian fitzsimmons i'm joe Fornball, carlin versus joe espn radio
1: this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio
5: not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply. We all
2: know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any, you know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
1: Michigan and Alabama, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Michigan's been
3: here before, they have not won this. Alabama's been here before, they have won this. this. You're going to have probably the two teams that people love to hate the most.
5: This is why you come to Michigan. They've
3: only had their head coach for what, like four games this year? Uh, He's missed six. All year long,
2: everybody has said what this Alabama team was not. And all they've done is continue to win, continue to stick together. For me, it's all about bragging rights. The Big Ten, the SEC. 12 days of Christmas, 12 days until the college football playoff. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We thank you for spending some of your time with us today. Time to talk a little college football. Speaking of which, the Rose Bowl presented by Prudential. Number four, Alabama versus number one, Michigan, five P.M. Eastern, ESPN and ESPN radio. And then followed immediately by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Number three, Texas against number two, Washington, eight forty-five P.M. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN radio. The radio broadcast, Mark Kestishire, Kelly Stoffer. I don't know who's doing sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help
3: yourself. Ian, good, yeah. I saw it. I, Evan was
2: in my ear. He's like, you got to mention Ian's doing that. I'm like, I don't have to do
3: anything that I don't want to do. <laughs> Ian's on the call. i can not any credit. I can't talk
2: to you about that game, though. We got to be very careful yeah, I no, you're through the good. gambling rules. Well, we can't talk oh, gambling gonna, you know, about that win.
3: game. No, 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 no. no.
2: I mean, yeah, maybe it goes over. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Maybe you talk about it being a high-scoring game. Maybe you don't. Who knows?
3: But no, we're going to play it above board. We want to start with this. Hold on a minute. No, stop for one second. Because I'm hoping you have Chris Carlin on tomorrow because of I, just for several reasons. Not but if I have my
2: way. Why is Carlin coming on tomorrow? Uh, Guys are on vacation. Pre-
3: preview. Oh, right? yeah. Come Bogarton Bowl. Hey, but you I yeah, really gotta thought get him you were going to if you were I really thought you were about to do what you should do to him. And that is just start firing off a bunch of wagering questions for a game I'm on the call of just to watch me squirm.
2: I'm thinking about it. We're thinking about getting him on tomorrow and just, you know, asking him some very poignant questions about very specific things that may or may not happen in that game. We got dogs in
3: Oh, we got dogs in the background. That sounds like Amazon just showed up. <laughs>
5: hey! We have
2: up! <laughs> They I'll be right back. You talk for a second. So is it every time they
3: ring the doorbell they go nuts? You hear that? You're about to hear a howl. Oh my, how, many, how many dogs do you have? Three. All rescues. Sounds like oh, yeah. 12. Buck's going on the howl here. <laughs> <laughs> Doorbell rings, right? <laughs> he, he'll just howl and because mom's gone. The girls are at school. <laughs> this, dad's in that damn room just talking into something, right? I mean, let's just like go nuts.
2: Amazon just got here. <laughs> and yet you still get the pleasure later today of going shopping out at the mall. <laughs>
3: Really used to like you
2: bringing up all the key moments for you.
3: All
2: right. So I want to get into here's what I wanted to get into. Um, I wanted to ask your thoughts on this. This story happened recently. We were going through it. We never talked about it on air, but it's just so quintessential college football. Rose Bowl semifinal. Number one is Alabama, Michigan. Alabama hired ex Michigan assistant George, is it pronounced Hilo? Hilo. Hilo. George Hilo to its coaching staff ahead of the team semifinal matchup against the Wolverines. Now, let me repeat that Alabama hired a former Michigan assistant to their coaching staff in the lead up to their game with Michigan. I find this incredibly juicy.
3: You see some nuance in this, do you not? Oh yeah, and this is not just George Hilo. Like you know, was at Michigan five years ago. He was at Michigan last year <laughs> as their linebackers coach. They agreed to part ways when Chris Partridge went to uh, Michigan from Ole Miss. Hilo goes, "Nope, I'm out," and uh, and and has been on the street. He has not coached this year. So Saban traditionally does this, by the way, because of the early signing period, These, all the coaches are on the road recruiting for the last two, two and a half weeks. So Alabama, pretty much, I mean, as far as I can remember, the last four or five years, he has brought in an additional analyst, paid him, I don't know, 30 grand or something, you know, whatever it is. And they do a lot of the advanced scouting when it comes to their bowl game. Well, who better to bring in than a guy that used to be on your staff, has won national championships with you, won one at Florida State, was also on Kirby Smart Staff at Georgia. He Luke and coach, man. And so who better to bring in than a guy who knows Michigan's personnel as well as he does to do all the advanced scouting work while you're on the road recruiting than a guy that you know knows your system and can prepare you about as well as any person available For your upcoming opponent. This is brilliant on Nick Saban's (laughs) part. And oh, by the way, he's going to be on the field. He will not be up in the coach's box. He will be a senior on-field analyst. I love all of this, especially coming off the Connor Stallion stuff that we saw with Michigan all year.
2: Why is that significant that he's on the field versus in the booth?
3: Because he can talk to all the players. You know, I mean, this this is a guy. I, I had Michigan earlier this year. And as I told you before, I will talk to the same four scouts every week getting ready for you know, a game. All four scouts told me that Michigan is the most talented team in college football. They may not have as many first-round draft picks as Alabama, but they're going to have 19, 20 guys drafted in the 2024 draft. That is going to shatter Georgia's record of 15 going back to 2022. It's a monster number. They're going to have seven offensive linemen drafted. Seven. Now Zach Zinter their star line You don't even, have, se- you don't even have 7 offensive and they, linemen. And they're going to have 7 dudes get drafted. Zinter obviously is going to drop with the, with the injury, but he is Jeez. he's their boy dog warrior up front. Yeah, let that sink in. 7. All five starters and then two backups. <laughs> well, who knows their tendencies better than a guy who saw them every day in practice than their former linebacker's coach? And George Helo. And you know the pettiness of this because you also know that Harbaugh ain't happy about it. No. But there's nothing he can do about it because it's 100% legal.
2: That is what is so great about stuff like this. And I go back to the day that it was announced who the four were going to be. And they had the cameras in the Michigan room where everyone was waiting. And they were like, and Michigan's opponent, number four, Alabama and the whole room goes, and it's
3: like that. What happened to the Knolls with a third string quarterback?
2: Yeah, (laughs) let me bring my phone up. Alabama plus two, check. (laughs) I don't like what I see there from Michigan. I'm surprised by that though. It opened right around two dipped a little bit, it's now sitting back at two, total of 44 and a half. You're not on the call for this game, so you can just fire away here. Give me but Bama. You like Bama? See, that's yeah. the thing. I feel the same way. A month to prepare. They're playing their best football late in the season. Jalen Milrow presents a dimension that Michigan did not have to account for at any point this season with anybody they played.
3: No, and, and Bama, ever since Milroe had to sit against South Florida and the way he handled that. I mean, that brought this entire team together, and they're getting better and better every single week. I mean, when I, I mean the offensive line has really come together. J.C. Latham at right tackle for Alabama is going to be a first-round draft pick. He is a mean SOB. On, off the field, he's a teddy bear. He puts <laughs> that helmet on. I'll, I had him against Mississippi State, Joe. He came the entire left side of the Mississippi State defensive line in by himself. Oh. I mean, he is he's six six, three hundred and sixty-five pounds, and my belly's bigger than his. Three sixty-five? Six 365, and it looks good. I mean, he's a pretty human being. It's it's they are That's
2: an extension to a house. That's not a person. <laughs> I mean, it's he, like you're gonna build an extension to your house, like, yeah, hey. it's gonna be about 6'6", 365.
3: Yeah, love it. <laughs> Oh, ball bearings these days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm oh telling you, they are, they are a different football team than when we then, what we saw five weeks ago, much less going back to South Florida. That's why I like Bama, even with all that Michigan talent. And Michigan is player-led, man. Think about this. Michigan got to the college football playoff without having their head coach for half the damn season. That shows you how the upperclassmen and, and the, the juniors, seniors, and grad students from Michigan – it, they, man, they embraced every bit of it, and they're a player-led team.
2: No doubt. That's very well said. Psst. The secret to winning game days this college football season is Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. John Morant, last night, monster performance, but not the only superstar who delivered in the clutch on Tuesday night. That is after this from our friends at Vivid Seats. Where bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football all in action, Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, the fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit vividseats.com. Or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.
1: This is the Carlin versus
4: Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: A huge night on the hardwood.
5: Up the floor, James! Hammers right hand up.
1: Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z
2: was an exceptional night on the hardwood. It came out of nowhere. Four games on Tuesday's slate, and all four of them had a team trailing by at least 15 points. Three of them had those teams coming back to win the game outright. Wow. Think about that. 3 of the 4 games had teams trailing by 15 or more come back and win. The other one came up just short. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. This is NBA to Z.
3: Ball into the backcourt for Morant. Eight seconds. Seven seconds. Jones waits beyond the three-point line. Four seconds. Three seconds. Morant in the lane. Spins. Hangs. Floats. It's good!
2: Zero's on the clock. Morant wins the game. Call courtesy of 92.9 ESPN Memphis. Welcome back, John Morant. Grizzlies 115, Pelicans 113. Morant returns from a 25-game suspension and nails a buzzer beater for the win incredible performance 34 point season debut i believe it was six rebounds eight assists in there as well he had seven points in the first half ian but then takes over in the second portion of the game scoring 27 points five rebounds five assists in the second half
3: and three go-ahead buckets in the last 90 seconds of the game alone and the most impressive part to me was before that last game winner he actually was was pitching a play to Jaron Jackson Jr. on a post up play, and Desmond <laughs> Bain's like, "Dude, you got twenty five points in the second half, man. You know, you are going to you. We stink so, without you. We're six right. and nineteen. So, you are getting the ball, make the damn bucket, and we're moving on. And he did." So the
2: Grizz move to seven and nineteen on the season. Uh, they're going to be better with Morant, obviously, but I don't. I mean, you got to rip off a thirteen-game winning streak just to get the five hundred by the midway point in the season. And give me three the up, one horse up there. Come, sorry. <laughs> with three on the shot clock, over to Curry, catch and shoot three. Got it from the right sideline. Ten point six to go.
6: Warriors lead 130-126.
2: The sultry sounds of the legend Tim Roy, 95-7 the game in the Bay Area. Warriors, 132, Celtics, 126 in overtime. Celtics were a five-point favorite. They were well-rested. It was their first game of a four-game West Coast trip. I know all this because I had the Celtics minus the five, and they had no problems crapping their pants once again in a big spot. The Warriors overcome a 17-point deficit to win the game in overtime. Steph Curry goes nuclear. What's new? 33 points. Twenty of which came in the fourth quarter and overtime. He played all 17 minutes in the fourth quarter and overtime, despite having five fouls the entire duration. Ian, and get this, Chris Paul, 12 assists, zero turnovers off the bench.
3: Was that you telling me to focus off of uh, the the race for at Tampa Downs, where we had a 6-7-1 trifecta box. We have a photo finish for show. Could be the three beating the one there. You almost Ooh. had a horse racing meltdown. Was, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know what happens. All right, keep us anyway, updated. Now I'm focused Back back to back to our regular schedule. Back program. to whatever
2: this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey man, we got we got to spend some money at a mall later today. <laughs> I need that W at Tampa Downs Race Four. God, what a degenerate. Anyway, uh, were too many people writing off the Warriors too soon because they routed off three straight, and they're and Clay is also looking like old school Clay.
2: That's what's interesting about this, because Thompson had 24 points last night. That's his fourth straight 20-point game. It comes directly on the heels of the Draymond Green suspension, but it's not the Draymond Green thing that has him going. In that game, people failed to notice because we were so focused on Draymond getting ejected was that Klay Thompson got benched in the fourth quarter. Which is something that just doesn't happen in the Bay Area to a legend like him, but he hasn't been playing well. So he's woken up. Four straight 20 point performances since.
3: Lillard coming away with a steal, going the other direction now for the Bucs. He's into the front court with a right hand dribble, weaving his way through the defense, Tries the contact, out that baby with a foul.
2: WTMJ, the Milwaukee Bucks, 132, the San Antonio Spurs, 119. Lillard scores a season-high 40 points, hits a season-best seven three-pointers as the Bucks take out San Antonio. Lillard reached 20,000 career points in the game. Hopefully, they saved the ball for him. Hopefully, oh no gosh. one ran away with That's the ball. <laughs> 51st player in NBA history to hit the milestone. Giannis, triple-double, career-high 16 assists. Hopefully, they saved the ball for him. Career-high 16 assists. Sis, can't let anyone else get away with the ball, Ian.
3: Going back to last week, I'm gonna I mean, I, this that forever. is still so comical, man. So a guy gets his first NBA points ever, and and Giannis' response like, okay, yeah, whatever. I, mean, I just went for 64. It's like trying the, to fight people. The, it's like I've never rook- seen
2: you try to fight anybody. You're fighting because shebway the
3: rookie, hit one free throw? I <laughs> But don't, shouldn't that ball have gone to Giannis for the, the the highest point total in a single game in Bucks history? And you give it to the rook who hung a deuce on you? I, I mean, still. Not even so, a deuce. No,
2: he just hit one of two oh, free was throws. One? Oh, that's the, that's oh it.
3: Even worse. So, Lillard, yeah, you hope he got the ball. As you mentioned, 51st person in NBA history to do it. Only eight are active in the 20,000-point club. He's one of them, beyond impressive. He's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. God bless him.
2: Thank God Wemby Yama didn't do anything spectacular last night because then they'd all be fighting over the ball. I mean, Dame with a milestone, Giannis with a milestone. God forbid if Wemby did something, can't let him have the ball. Was that? He didn't even play. I he didn't play he was last out night. Ankle. Is it the first game he's ever missed? Give him a game ball. Give him a game ball. First
6: game ever missed. I got to jump in on this. Tyrese Halliburton said yesterday on the Dan Patrick show that they don't have the ball. He's like, the Pacers don't have the basketball. So nobody knows this basketball everybody argued with. Nobody knows where it is. The Pacers
2: don't seem like... The Pacers were so caught off guard by this. They're looking around, trying to figure out what happened. Weren't the Pacers involved in the malice at the Palace? Yes. Think about how far we've come from the Pacer organization being involved in that. And now all of a sudden they think they're coming to blows because... The game ball isn't going to Giannis or his friend Dave. I'm never getting over that. I'm ranking that story right up there with free medium soda day at that Giants game a couple years ago to pay back the fans. You remember that? Free medium. I totally forgot about that it. That was my favorite story That's of the so year. Good. Giants fans couldn't have hated that team worse. The franchise was a joke and ownership comes out and goes, it's fan appreciation day, free medium soda. Pre-medium Slurpee, medium soda. <laughs> Not even a
3: Slurpee soda.
2: Take it and chuck it on the field. <laughs> that was that. That's right up there with the fight over the ball. All right, what else you got, hand man? Down to three. He takes off. Simon's drives. Puts it up. Good. Rip City Radio, 620. Look out, Blazers are winning some games. Trailblazers, 109. Suns, 104. Portland was down 16. Came back to beat the Suns. They held the Suns to just 43 points in the second half, despite the fact that Durant ends the game with 40 points in the loss. His second 40-point game with the Suns.
3: Is this, to me, well, that's not is. This, to me, is more about the Suns losing than the Trailblazers getting their 7th W. On the entire year.
2: I think so as well. Yeah, it's always going to be like that. Like, what is going on with the Suns? I mean, just the history of Durant's career. Like trying to get it right in Brooklyn, and you just can't get everyone on the same page. Leads for Phoenix. You just can't get all these guys healthy and on the court. Bradley Beal's going to be reevaluated two weeks for an ankle injury coming off the back injury. Like, you got to play together for a few games if you're going to make a run through the playoffs. Like, you can't just slap it together in April.
3: Yeah, it's not just this one game and a bad loss to Portland. And they've lost, what, seven of their last ten? So it's not just one game, and Correct. they've been in a ditch for a while. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortinball.
2: This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN. Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, the biggest issue facing all of us around the holidays. We're going to need your help, because that's coming up next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
4: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: Impossible to take this seriously, although I don't think it was meant to be taken seriously. Ian Fitzsimmons, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, great to have you with us. Let's try to solve some problems. I would venture to say that the four of us involved in this show today, myself, Joe Fornball, Ian Fitzsimmons, Evan Wilner, our producer, Eric Hanneman, our board op, is anyone here lean? Would you define yourselves as lean physically?
3: That's the end of football season. Hell no.
2: Yeah, I wasn't really looking at you. For (laughs) for you, it was rhetorical. For myself, it's rhetorical. I ate a whole pizza by myself last night. I'm not. I would never indulge the idea of of defining myself as lean. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you about the the hotel room order?
3: Yeah, well, kind of.
2: That's what the hotel room order is. I call down, and they know me because I've been at this hotel for three weeks. So it's like, oh, how can we help you? It's like, room service order, please. Like, what can we get you? Cheese pizza, bottle of Malbec. And you can just hear them on the other end like, oh, I feel so bad for you. All right, 15 minutes. Room
3: 1242 (laughs) again. Same order.
2: By the way, are you guys out of the mall back yet? Because I'd have to imagine you didn't buy a thousand bottles and we're getting close to that number. You might just be serving me anything at this point. But neither here nor there. Wilner, would you consider yourself a lean man? No. Were you lean prior to the marriage yes. to your lovely wife? Yeah. What has she been doing to you over the last month or so? Because you've been coming in talking about it and it feels like you're in a jam that a
6: lot of people this holiday season are in. So maybe we can help some people yeah. out. My wife, just like Christine, Lacey, loves to bake. And I I think is a very good baker. Like, it is—I don't love sweets, but if there are cookies going in the oven, I can't be in the house and not eat three or four. Like, so I have just been eating cookies nonstop to the point where, like, my wife has, like, a bunch of holiday parties this week. She does goodie bags for, like— people around here like Liam, our boss, Justin. I'll have some stuff for you, Joe. Yeah, Aaron. I was wondering. Like, we'll no, see as like, about that. As We're going like to get around to you, you later.
2: Every, yeah, he's like, he, he, you should have seen the way he dismissively like waved his hand in my direction. We'll
3: have some for you at some point. Like, suck yeah, go up to the suits first, and if we yeah. have any leftovers for it ball, well, you'll get them. Did yeah. you
2: not hear the story about how I cry myself to sleep in a hotel room every night with a cheese pizza and a <laughs> bottle of Malbec? <laughs> for the love of God, oh, I could use some sweets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, like brighten up my day with a brownie or something.
6: Yeah. So she's like been baking nonstop to the point where last night she was baking till 1 a.m. This morning I got up early with the dog, took the dog on a walk, get home from my walk with the dog at like 8 a.m. And she is baking again, go to take a shower, I come down, there is a tray of cookies on the kitchen table. You got and, stuff everywhere. And she goes, here, can you, can you try this to make sure it's good before uh, I bring them to the holiday party? And I'm like... What am I—I had two cookies before I left the house at 9 o'clock today. Like, that is where we're at in this life. I have not worked out in a very long time, probably since our kickball season ended— Once January 1st comes around, I am starting to work out again because I can feel like, you know how in Tommy boy, I can hear you getting fatter. I can feel myself getting fatter. No one's starting on January 1st. We got both semifinal games. Okay. No one's January 3rd, January, like
2: fifth, like give yourself a buffer zone coming off the playoff for crying out loud. Hanneman, would you consider yourself lean? Uh, Not, not lean. No, I try to get leaner. What do I, what do I even say to that? Not lean, trying to get lean-er. lean. Lean, yeah. what is
5: lean? Lean, lean is
2: someone who's in Do good I look shape. Lean, to you? Eric, I lean, I lean
3: means you don't need a mirror to see your feet. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's just let's just keep this simple. Lean right? no, means you're proud
2: feet. to take your shirt off at the beach. I'm not proud. Then you're not lean. Okay. There you Pretty go. simple equation there. All right, so this is a holiday season. Now, out there, you're asking me about Leesy stuff earlier. You're probably in- indulging a bit too much as well.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to cut down on how much sugar I intake, you know. And those- you drank a whole
2: bottle of wine at dinner the other night. You know there's sugar in red wine. Yeah, but it's, it's red wine. I mean, you know, it's good for you, right? Just no way to help you. Well, I mean. <laughs> a, a glass, not a, not a bottle. Not the barrel that just came <laughs> off the assembly bottle, line. Right?
5: <laughs> They're running out over there? Yeah,
2: I might be having a bottle tonight. I'm not selling anyone on being healthy. I've made it very clear that I am unhealthy. And then, Ian, you're dealing with this as well, right?
3: Dude, so Miss Rochelle, who works with, with my, my wife, she makes this massive thing of just tasty treats chocolate covered pretzels and snickerdoodles and i mean and and the frosted you know cookies and lemon tarts i mean you you name this evil woman actually (laughs) came up with she takes a rollo and puts it in between two pretzel bites and just jams it together and then bakes it. Hold, hold on, the Rolo, the which Rolo. is the, can,
2: the little chocolate candy with the caramel inside. Right. What a kind of pretzel bites?
3: Like the little bitty, you know, like like almost like checks mix, but it's not. It's it's pretzels, right? Got it. The little one, like the checkerboard, like this bite sized pretzel.
2: Okay, so it's a standard. It's not like it's filled with peanut butter. It's a standard no. pretzel.
3: Rolo. And it, you squish the Rolo and then you bake. Heaven. it. Heaven, heaven. Now every time you oh take a bite God. of that, man, I mean, you you literally f- like feel your waistband expanding. And this is what drives me nuts about the holidays. One, Yes, all, all the food. I mean, it's just because it starts on Halloween. That's when we start getting filthy. It fat. starts really early, yeah. It's the end of football season, and every year, my wife, before football season begins, I get on the scale. <laughs> and then come Christmas, she puts my big bloated butt back on the scale. I started this year at 208. 208 at the
2: start of football season, what,
3: we're talking late August?
2: Yeah. Okay. Before
3: before the first trip. 208. She calls, she calls it a football fat. So am like a free, That's
2: like a free safety right there, 208.
3: I guarantee you I'm tipping 225. 220. We're up to outside linebacker. Coach, with no speed. No speed. I mean, <laughs> no coverage ability. So no last power. Year, last, last year when I started do XFL, she goes, look, dude, you haven't lost a football fat yet in the fall. <laughs> and so I got out of the shower and she's looking at me and she's shaking her head, right? <laughs> And I'm like getting well, that, out of the shower. That does not make you feel wife good. shaking she the goes, head. And she looks at me and she goes, <laughs> if you want this, and she's pointing at her body, right? That's gotta tighten up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, thanks, honey. Appreciate the brutal honesty. That'll motivate a human man. But you look, this is <laughs> this is football, the end of football season. I got six bowl games coming up and the holidays. And then you know what really drives me nuts, Joe? is after Christmas when we get filthy fat, right? Because you've gone from Halloween, you've gone from Thanksgiving. You let it all go. Now <laughs> it's Christmas. I mean, it's like you, you give up. You like, the hell with it. I got five more days of just gluttony. And then, uh, to Evan's point, right, you finally go, all right, I've got to get back in shape. I mean, because the playground just got shut down. So I got <laughs> I, 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 I to go. If I want to get back <laughs> on the jungle gym, right, we got we to gotta, we gotta hit the weights, we got to hit the pavement, let's go. The damn Girl Scouts show up. Oh, that's right! They Why time them? it out right at that time of yes. year. Yes, they're slick. Those girls. I mean, so now all of a sudden you've gone from gluttony to Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then they show up, and you can't walk into a, a grocery store without those cute little faces sitting out there going, "Would you like some dosey dose and maybe the thin mints?" Well, yes, I would. Thank you very much. Now there's fourteen boxes of course in your freezer. I want <laughs>
2: I've got so then you chins. got that. Then you're into the ho- then you're into the Valentine's Day candy. Before you know it, it's St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. And you got to drink the heavy beer, and then all of a sudden, here comes summer. How can you possibly be prepared to take your shirt off at the no pool? You can't. See, I'm I'm fighting a similar battle. I am going to go see the family in Buffalo uh, this weekend for a week, and my mother-in-law, bless her, she does a ton of baking. So there's there's all that stuff. But compounding the issue is that I love the wings in that town. I know that that is not something that is an mm. earth-shattering revelation, tell but they're like in me. East Aurora. Barbell is one of the famous wing joints. I'm going to go there every day, and I'm going to eat wings and be fun-whack, and I'm going to do it every day. I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to tell myself each morning when I wake up, I've gotten to a point in my life, I don't even tell myself I'm going for a run anymore. I just say, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go get a nice walk-in. <laughs> I can't even get the walk-in anymore. I don't even
3: bother with it day starts and it's like i'm
2: thinking about it and then it's like eh, i can do this later it's just a walk
3: right we haven't mailed nope. we haven't mailed in exercise right we FedEx this bad boy i mean yeah. it, it's overnighted overnighted it, it, i will start pay to have to sign for it i just love oh. how you went you you tied in late october all the way to june
2: yeah and then what are we supposed to do and then june comes around and it's like all right now it's sangria by the pool guacamole's coming out the- the big green eggs. Yeah. There's just no, we're we're doomed. Fourth of July, more chicken wings. Yeah. So the moral of the story is why bother with a couple days at the gym in early January? <laughs> Pack it on and live the dream.
3: Exercise is overrated.
2: Yeah, I that's pathetic though. I I, I don't even pretend a run anymore. I just pretend to walk. It's like i could get a walk in. Oh ooh, 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 <laughs> big day. And then I come home and of course I'm gonna reward myself for taking the walk. With a bottle of Malbec. Yeah, and then I need that bottle of Malbec and cheese pizza up here. It's called Tuesday for Joe. It's <laughs> a wrap on this show. It's time for lunch. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball. We love you all. We're back tomorrow. Carlin versus Joe right here on ESPN
1: Radio. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Colin versus Joe podcast.